Welcome to Coogan Knows the Law, where we untangle the knots of complicated legal questions and break down legalese into plain English. I'm attorney Jim Coogan. This is an episode in our series entitled Coogan Knows the Law Can Be Funny. In this episode, we discuss a surprising restriction on free speech. Can you honk your horn into a traffic ticket? And where's the line? But first... This episode is brought to you by the law firm of Coogan Gallagher. We can answer your questions about legal issues, whether they might be a little bit funny, a little bit strange, things that don't make a whole lot of sense to you, like this restriction we discussed today might not make a whole lot of sense. Our job is to try to make it make sense, explain things, and reduce the confusion. And you can find us at cgtrial.com. So back to our story This is a story about a woman named Susan Porter. Back in 2017, Susan was driving down the street and she passed her congressman's office in California. She saw some rally goers out in front of the office, saw the signs, recognized what it was that they were protesting in favor of, and so she honked her horn in support of the protesters, like a lot of people do. I'm not ashamed to admit that I myself have occasionally honked my horn while driving past a group of people in support of them whether it was a group of sports fans on my way to a game that I recognized were wearing the appropriate colors, driving past a union protest in front of an employer, and on other occasions. This is a story about Susan Porter. Back in 2017, Susan was driving down the street, and when she passed her congressman's office, she noticed a group of people out in front that were carrying signs and were clearly rallying as part of a protest. Recognizing what they were rallying about and in support of those protesters, Susan honked her horn. Like a lot of people, she figured that since she's in her car, it might be a fun way to support the protesters. And let's be honest, I'm sure some of those protesters were holding signs that said, honk your horn in support of what they were rallying about. Next thing she knew, she saw lights and sirens in her rearview mirror, and she was pulled over. Why? Well, in California at that time, there was a statute that prohibited the use of an automobile horn for reasons other than to warn people about the approach of your automobile. I'm not afraid to admit that I myself have occasionally honked my horn while driving past a group of fans on the way to a basketball game or a football game, or driving past and seeing a neighbor that I recognized, or even driving past striking workers outside of an employment place. But while I'm not alone, and while Susan's not alone, in this case, the cops decided to enforce a law that she probably didn't even realize was on the books. But it brings us to an important question. What is speech? Now, what I'm doing right now, verbally expressing words, very obviously seems like speech. Conversations you have with your friends, things that you write on internet posts, on your social media feed, written word, obviously another form of speech. Newspaper productions, television productions, podcast productions. They're all forms of speech. So written and verbal speech, everybody understands that's just an expression. It's something that they would think of as protected by the First Amendment. But there are other types of speech. Speech in the form of campaign contributions. That is a protected form of speech according to the United States Supreme Court. Symbols like armbands, colors that are worn in support of or in protest of a particular cause also considered to be forms of protected speech. But the key is, 
even protected speech can still be regulated. And that's where we get to the next part of this analysis, because in this situation, let's just go and look at the California law that was at issue. It states that the driver of a motor vehicle, when reasonably necessary to ensure safe observation, it sets forth that the driver of a motor vehicle, when reasonably necessary to ensure safe operation, shall give audible warning with his horn. And there's a part B. The horn shall not otherwise be used, except as a theft alarm system. So just looking back at this, when you're interpreting legislation like this, lawyers and experts, folks in the news, they know that you can pick these sorts of things apart and figure out when things were passed. The notes in the laws actually will say so. But this one actually kind of answers the question itself. The original law was apparently passed in 1913 in California when they first started using motor vehicles. But you can imagine that the second part would have come along sometime in the 60s or 70s when people started to use anti-theft alarms where their car would start honking and making a bunch of sounds because otherwise those systems would have been in violation of the law in the first place. So that's why they created that exception. And you'll notice that's the only exception. Doesn't say anything about political rallies. Doesn't say anything about protesters. Doesn't even say anything about driving past a USC football game or... Well, I'm not sure how many fans actually go to Los Angeles Rams or, or Los Angeles Chargers games. But either way, that exception doesn't appear in the rule. So, unfortunately for Susan Porter, who was doing something that I'm sure a lot of us would be guilty of, her case went to traffic court. She argued that it was an expression of speech and lost. And then she filed a variety of appeals that actually brought her all the way to the Ninth Circuit Appellate Court. The United States federal court system is divided up into appellate circuits. So each state has their federal district courts and groups of states are put together into circuits so that when you have a federal case and you have to file an appeal because your side wasn't satisfied with some legal issue in front of the trial court, that's where you go first. And if you're in California, you end up at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Ninth Circuit, when they decided the case, did agree with Susan Porter and her lawyers that what she was doing would constitute expressive conduct. And so when someone is engaged in expressive conduct and the government is seeking to regulate that expressive conduct, the government has to justify what it's doing. Courts will apply what they call different levels of scrutiny to government action, laws that the government is writing, and then the enforcement of those laws. So in this situation, the government was apparently regulating something that would constitute a type of speech, a type of expressive conduct. But even with the scrutiny that is leveled against regulation of speech, the Ninth Circuit decided that this was a valid regulation of speech, that the government's interest in traffic safety justified the restriction that people not use their horn when it's not to warn other drivers or pedestrians or somebody about something that's about to happen. Part of their logic was that too much honking, too much expression, too much use of car horns for things other than warning might dilute the power of the horn as a warning. I do have to offer some of my own editorialization here because I'll be honest with you, you hear enough horns driving through certain parts of the city of Chicago that you get a little bit immune to them. So while that may be a legitimate interpretation that too many horns may lead to people disregarding them and just not noticing it's happening. On the other hand, not entirely sure how effective they are, even as we sit here today. 
However, the story hasn't quite ended. Miss Porter has filed a request to the United States Supreme Court to look at her case. And it wouldn't be the only state that would be affected by any kind of decision that might come from the United States Supreme Court. At least 40 other states have laws, just like this law, that allow the government to regulate whether or not somebody's using their horn for something other than a warning. And let's take it a step further. This could be something that we should care more about. Sure, it's kind of a funny story. It's an unusual situation. It's one of those laws that you wouldn't expect to be the law in the first place. Honestly, I was a little surprised when I read the headline a few weeks ago. And that's in spite of the fact that in in some of our cases, part of what we allege drivers for having failed to do is that they failed to warn our client who was a pedestrian crossing the street or failed to warn our client who was stopped for a traffic light that they were coming because it's the law. Illinois law also requires that drivers warn somebody before an impending collision. But giving the government the opportunity to prohibit people from honking in support of a cause or honking to protest a cause could be abused. And we don't have to think back very far to recent examples of where this was actually very commonly part of political expression. During COVID, when large in-person gatherings were either restricted directly or were just discouraged, and a lot of people just didn't want to be a part of them just in case it meant that they were unduly exposed to the COVID-19 virus, there were actually political rallies where people would drive up and park and then listen to presidential candidate Joe Biden. And he was encouraging them to honk. There was a whole lot of rallies in a bunch of different places or even just along roadsides where supporters of former President Donald Trump were holding up signs encouraging drivers to honk in favor of their favorite candidate. So it's certainly not a partisan issue. And given the amount of vehicles that are bought and sold in the United States, the number of people who own a vehicle who drive a car as part of their job or their commute to their job or to shuttle their family around, A lot of people have access to cars. A lot of people spend a lot of time in cars in the United States. And it means that there's a lot of chances where it's a lot more convenient just to be able to honk your horn as opposed to getting out and stopping to be part of a protest or a rally. So let's take this to our closing argument. The law can be funny. Unusual laws that we really aren't expecting or when we read about them that kind of make you chuckle or sort of scratch your head as to why is that even a law in the first place can be interesting. In this particular case, it's a quirky surprise to think that a woman driving past a rally at her congressman's office could get pulled over for honking her horn in support of those protesters. But it's worth thinking a little harder about this issue because government regulation of speech, particularly when that speech is arguably political in nature, is one of those legitimate slippery slope situations. You don't want to create a circumstance where it seems like there's a good reason for this to be regulated and maybe they should go a little bit further. And maybe they should go even further than that. Because it's not just that this particular cop pulled over this particular driver. The next time a driver is doing something else and honking their horn in a way that the police don't like or that the mayor doesn't like, has control over those police. Those are the times that we have to worry, maybe this Ninth Circuit decision actually is a problem. Maybe we should be hoping that the United States Supreme Court takes this case and interprets it a little bit differently, or puts different restrictions on the government's action instead of on the individual. So that's our episode of Coogan Knows the Law, dot, dot, dot. 
can be funny. I'm Jim Coogan. You can find me at cgtrial.com or across social media. And this episode was produced by Ear4 Audio.